Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Now, while Mario Rosenstock is famous for his ability to sound like other people, he does, does do some work in his own voice too. Mm-hmm. The Mario Rosenstock podcast launched in March of last year. It's now on the Go Loud platform. Mario, good afternoon. Hi, Sean. Great to be here and thank you once more for having me. I was on the show once before and I had previously been a listener to your show and I remained a listener, but I must say it's very difficult to follow a Brazilian bum lift um, as a on-the-guest running order. Yeah. Um, I'd say that wasn't deliberate. That wasn't seen as a, as any kind of slur on you. No, there, I was yeah, kind she of was going, the warm up. Is this yeah. is this a message? Yeah. Just sort of, this is what we think of you. You're after Brazilian bum lifts, and particularly when the moment when you go, you lose your life to Brazilian bum lifts. Yeah. Potentially. This what a way to go. Quite scary. Yeah. That's God um, laughing at you, really. If yeah. That happens. But anyway, I get taxis all my life, so uh, I don't drive a car. Uh, so I get taxis all my life. So I'm I'm actually when. When I go home after Gift Grub, I, I'm in the taxi and it's always Moncrief on the radio in the taxi. And I always wonder, why is Moncrief on the radio in the taxi? And I think it's so that they can outdo each other with, did you hear about? Because, <laughs> no, because the taxi taxi drivers, and they'll listen to me now when they're in the car. They'll be there like, did you hear about Boris? Did you see Boris? What do you think? You're one list, trust Trump, what? Yeah. Right. And then there'll always be one who'll go, do you know what? I've been listening to Moncrief, so they'll just trump all the lads by going, did you hear about the bumblebee who can ride a bike in Patagonia? And, and that'll snooker them all. And they go, no. So all the heads will turn. And they'll go, so then they've all copped on to the fact that if they want something interesting to talk about on the rank, they all tune to Moncrief. But now when they go, did you hear about the bumblebee who got the b- Brazilian bum lift out in Chile? You're like, yeah, we all heard that, right? Because they're all listening to it. Yeah. yeah. And then they're it's, going, a, it's their attempt true. to be eclectic. Yeah, well, it is. And it's also the reason why nobody else in the country could do your gig. It's impossible to imagine Matt Cooper doing Brazilian bum lifts or Pat Kenny, and I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, that's that's you, you've created that image. Create though, impression. Same create job. impression. You do impression. You don't. Uh, you don't drive at all. No, I don't drive at all. Is that a choice? It, it is. Well, that's a good question, actually. Is it a choice? Oh, I, I guess it was a forced choice and then it became a natural choice, like a lot of things in life, Sean. Um, I guess in, the tw- in my 20s when I was an actor and stuff, um, which I still am an actor, but in my 20s, you know, it was a, it was a boulevardier kind of lifestyle in, mm. in Dublin. And, <laughs> and, you know, there was the odd tipple and stuff. But actually, I was very clever because I realised early on in my drinking career that I would definitely drink and drive. If given the chance. Right. So I decided, why not negate that by not driving and continuing drinking? So okay. I decided I could continue drinking and never drive. So I never really got into that thing. I just kind of put myself off it because I thought I was too immature and uh, too reckless as a person in my 20s to drive. And uh, I was probably right. And that's why I am alive um, to this day listening to you on in taxis. OK, that's so... And, but yeah. if you want to go to Cork or something, you get the train. <laughs> to Cork. What? <laughs> what? In Cork? Yeah. Uh, yes. Did you get a taxi to Cork? Oh, well, a, well I need to remind you of the multitudinous ways of travel there are available to us these days, Sean. But um, yes, I would probably go uh, train. I, train is I find it quite cerebral. Yeah, and I love you know watching things go by me. But say if you're if you're going on tour, as mm. would be in the not too distant future, I believe. Yeah. If you have to go to Donegal or yeah. someplace, how would you get up there? Well, I'll train a Rooney, but they don't really go to Donegal. No. Um, so I could. So Ian has to drive you. Yeah, Ian, <laughs> Ian has to drive me and get out every hour and a half for a smoke and uh, and then I don't smoke either now because I used to smoke but Ian didn't give up smoking so Ian continues to smoke yeah so it's a, it's a what you should be a four hour drive to Donegal will take six and a half hours if you 
include the seven Silcott Ultra that he will smoke. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. That's a good point. And I, I do ride a little scooter though. I ride an electric oh, scooter. Oh, right, one of those electric ones. Yeah, yeah. And now people know me as the guy who rides the scooter around my my village. They're very kind of controversial though. They Some are. Some people seem to hate the guy. Them. That's why I went for them, um, Sean. I'm, yeah. I kind of veer towards the controversial. Yes. And uh, I kind of like being edgy. And uh, so I I went out and bought the most expensive scooter I could get just because people would go, yeah, I always knew he was really living on the edge there. But you know what I find about scooters, electric Mm -hmm. scooters? Men who drive cars, particularly men who drive good cars, ogle my scooter like they would, a a builder would have ogled a pretty woman in the 70s. Really? Yes. So they actually look it up and down in that dirty way. And I kind of go, what are they looking at? Like, they already drive a 7 Series BMW. What would they be seeing in this little scooter? But I think they see some sort of freedom or release in it or something. Okay. I think they feel some sort of little bit of a, oh, this will be playing on the side. A little bit of, a, a, a little bit of, a little bit of other, what? Uh, how interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, they do. And, I think they look at my scooter and also they Also, how deeply unsettling. <laughs> for uh, me, uh, for the most part, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, in the podcast, so you interview people. Uh, yes. Like, I, is there a particular shape of person that you like to uh, like to interview in terms of... In physicality? No, in no. terms of the ca- uh, category of person. I no, I think, I think that's what identifies my podcast as being unique and indeed edgy, as I referred to previously. It's that I really I take on all comers. I look at somebody and I go, I think they'd be interesting. And I just go for them. Um... And the range of guests on my podcast would be probably wider than the range of guests you would find on most podcasts. Mm. Um, And I think I treat them differently as well. So I let them know during the podcast. I have I have I have a my own way of doing an interview. Um, I'm curious in my own right, which led me to do what I do in life. I look at people in a a sort of a funny way. And uh, I have interesting things that I think I would like to ask them myself. But I tell them as well that I would like them to know that they may be interacting with some comic characters who may be calling in okay. to the podcast. Yes. Okay. So that's, let's yeah. say, you know, to use the, 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 the expression, the USP, so that mm. they have to be ready for that. And then you see them in a different light and you see them dealing with something that's imaginary and seeing if they can kind of just play along with it. Some of them embrace it all hands and some of them are a little more um, um, I'm sort of just playing it safe and down the middle. So I do that. Um, and I suppose then the, 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 the range of guests I have would be something else. So, like... For example, I, I had Roy, Rory Hearn on last week on Gaffs. You may have heard about his book, Gaffs in Housing. And I mean, for me, that's a sickeningly, depressingly um, sad subject in a, country we, in a country we live in. I mean, mm. I, uh, for the last, I don't know if you ever used to watch Vincent Brown on the television late at night. Sure. And he always used to go on about, which really woke me up, he used to go on about, I mean, you have no idea what a staggeringly rich country we live in. We're one of the richest countries in the world. And he would tell, people would Fianna Fáil would go, well, hold on, Vincent, we're not that rich. And he'd go, yes, he'd show us the OC, OECD report, yeah. which shows we're the eighth most richest person country in the world. Why can't anybody afford a house? Why can't we have health service? Why is this? Why is this? Why is this? And he really kind of laid it bare. And so that subject that Rory Hearn uh, is so eloquently putting these days makes me sick. And yet at the same time, I had him on and I still had fun with him. And I still think that a subject as deep and as awful as the housing crisis, you, you not make fun of, but have fun with the with the person who wrote a book about it. Sure. With. I, I think that I think that humour and comedy is can find if you do it the right way I think you can find humour and comedy in all things and in fact I think it draws a light onto things in a way that serious talks after serious talks after serious talks don't Um, and I think that humour can shine a light on something and make it more memorable maybe for people who 
who are used to the, the same subject being treated in the same way over and over again. Yeah, and um, people just repeat the same formulas. Yeah, they kind of do. Again. Yeah, they kind of go into the same gear. Um, anyway, so like I do things in a, in a slightly different way, and it's and it's been a lot of fun. And and as you say, I'm doing it in my own voice, which was which was something I I kind of came from Today FM doing because I did a show on you Today did, FM called yes. The Sunday Roast yeah. and I really, really, really loved that show and the producer of the show, Patrick Cawhey, came with me to do this podcast and we feel endless kind of legs in it as well. And the other thing I, I take the piss out of as well in the podcast is the podcasting world itself. You see, underneath... You're, you're like about the third person I've interviewed in the last hour who has a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. And underneath your very nose, the whole podcasting world has ballooned, mushroomed to the extent that, you know, there are now podcast superstars. You know, I mean, you can go into up until recently, you'd go into a radio pitch program, like pitching an idea for mm. in radio. Go, what are these, you know, Joanne and Joanne and, and, and Vogue have a podcast. Yeah, I don't know if my radio listeners would, 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 would know about that. Mm. And yeah. you're kind of going. Now they bloody well would. Everybody knows about them. They're yeah. huge stars in their own right. Our Blind Boy Boat Club. So I started taking the piss out of Blind Boy Boat Club as well. And I remember when I was doing it first, a few little sort of, uh, you know, wags of the finger. Oh. Because, uh, well, yeah, because I think people go, well, you, you can take the piss out of Leo and Pascal, but you can't take the piss out of Blind Boy. And why not? Is that punching down? No, I think it's regarded that it's the idea that, are you taking the piss out of mental health? Well, I don't think he owns mental health. Exactly, really. exactly. But mental health is also turned into a, you know, I feel like an industry in itself in mm, which there yeah. are there are well-known practitioners, high priests of mental health, if you like. And uh, I think that kind of uh, world can be, can, you can have fun with that kind of world yeah. as well. Is there any money in podcasting? Yes, there is. I don't think there's that much money unless you are absolutely rocking it. But no, there is money and it is growing. So, for example, the money doesn't necessarily come from... The amount of ads you might get on your podcast. Uh, so I've just joined Go Loud now, right? Yeah. So like we will have ads on my podcast and it will generate money for them and for me and everything. But the, the amount of money mightn't be necessarily that much at the beginning. But where you might get money and where people would be interested is in certain brands attaching themselves to your podcast, in okay. which case, you know, your fee is negotiable. And so it's not necessarily driven on a, you know, per unit basis, if you like. So it's based on the idea that like, hey, we'd like to be associated with Sean Moncrief or very much they are on the radio show. Right. Um, OK. So they, so it's they similar, want to be associated with something thing. or not. Yes. Yeah. Do you like all the people you interview? Do I? No, I don't. Mm. I don't like all the people I interview. And it's not one of my first criteria. Um, the, the One of the first criteria would be, do I think they're interesting in some way? Yeah. I, I'm now, the reason I ask that is, is it because you can interview someone and yes. go, I did, this person's despicable, yes. but they're interesting. Yes. But, but you're also trying to have a bit of fun with them, yeah. which kind of maybe it might be a bit easier if you did like them a bit, because then, you know, people yeah. who can't have fun aren't very likable. Yeah. If you know what th- I mean. That's true. That's true. Um, I remember I've, I've interviewed a couple of people who I didn't like. And I actually, they surprised me in during the interview. Mm. So they actually warmed to the interview. Um, will I give you an example? Do. Okay. So an example was um, an interview, which I very much wanted to do because I, f- I found him an interesting character um, from a period of time that we all very remember. Rip off Ireland, 2007, 2008 and stuff. And it was Eddie Hobbs. Yeah. And I used to take the piss out of Eddie Hobbs mm. a lot on the programme. But I remember a couple of interactions I had with him and I remember going, oh, God, you know, Eddie used to, I think Eddie said to me, yeah, you know, I mean, your stuff is all right. Yeah. 
I mean, it wouldn't be as like up with my stuff now, but yeah. you know. And I remember going, "Oh my god, I'm like, I want you to punch those glasses." But I, it didn't stop me from wanting him on my podcast because mm. I went, "If he made me feel like that, he probably makes other people feel like that as well, and yeah. that's a good thing." Um, and so I had him on my podcast, but I found when he joined me on the podcast that he wasn't offensive in any way. He he was really really bringing it, and he had some you know theories. And mm, and, and, yeah. and actually, some some of the theories he had were were fine. They're a little bit um, a little bit outre in far as the mainstream are concerned. But I wouldn't describe them as way out there by any means. Okay. And um, and uh, I found him really interesting. And then when I started interacting with them as characters who were Maria calling in, I found that he had a really really good sense of um, enjoying this little rustle and uh, this little hustle. And yeah. I found oh okay he isn't. He isn't what I thought he was. He's kind of relaxed. He's opened up in himself. And um, he's come out of himself, in other words. And I really enjoyed talking to him. Okay. But does that mean you ended up liking him? Um, I probably ended up liking him way more than I did at the beginning, yeah. Okay. So you liked him a bit then? I did, yeah. 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 At the end. Have there been people at the end where your opinion about them has become unchanged. <laughs> I mean, let my, my, let's look through my list. Uh, oh, you know, just look for something that's never going to come back and do it anyway. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, I think that once somebody goes through the, the gamut with you and goes through that little journey with you and, and uh, that you can, you can never but have a little bit of respect for somebody who, who has decided to go into the, the little bit of a jungle with you. Yeah. And you sort of do, you sort of do feel, hey, we've been down the trenches together, even if it was, the least successful or the worst trench. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the nicest of trenches. Uh, the Mario Rosenstock podcast is now available on the Go Loud platform. Mario, thanks a million for coming right, in to us you. today. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We'll take a break back in a couple of minutes. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.